welcome to the Treadmills Heart Podcast. I'm Victoria. I'm Natalia. And today we're going to be discussing body confidence and body image. We're going to be discussing self-esteem and self-care, maybe a little bit of self-love. Ode to my teenage self kind of episode where we're going to be discussing everything that we love about ourselves and we hate about ourselves and where where does it come from and where does it go? Yeah, we're just going to be really open about how we feel about ourselves and any kind of research that we've done as well with you guys over uh, social media and stuff as well because obviously we have our own hang-ups and all different things that we love about ourselves so I think it's really cool to get into it so yeah, let's chat let's chat let's so, have a chat so everything is paused and nothing is perfect so I really struggle with this because I'm so heavily influenced by social media I know that like maybe a lot of people are probably on the same level as me. I mean, we all are. Yeah, I think that we are. I think that's probably the purpose of social media, actually. (laughs) Um, But like I am so heavily influenced by social media and like over time as I've got a little bit older and I've become much more aware of my own surroundings and the people within it. Like my personal insecurity, you know this already, is the fact that I have cellulite on my legs. Like it is just something that plagues me every single day. And you know that I can't even wear shorts in the gym because it plagues me so heavily. And for me, I feel like that's come from, you know, comparing myself to people that you see in pictures and, you know, like, why can they wear that dress? And like, I can't, I can't wear a dress that's short. Are you joking? I mean, you can and so can they. They they also have cellulite. We all have cellulite. It's a natural occurring body part you know <laughs> we all have cellulite right women have it more than men um anatomically wise for many reasons but we all have cellulite the thing is that social media tries to sell you the image that you you they don't it's it's your problem and you need these magic creams and magic serums and magic treatments mm-hmm. and you are the freak uh not them yeah which isn't true they just have really good Ad, um, editing apps yeah um, that's the thing like the the photoshop videos and images that we see it's, it's just, just insane and I mean why though I never when I see people on the street you know during summer and um, you know some of them have cellulite I never like it never crosses my mind never stays there I never I don't know I, I never hung, get hung up on it like no. if, if a woman is beautiful and I, I deem her beautiful then she is, and whether she has cellulite or not doesn't really... It doesn't define her. Much yeah. No, it's like, it's just part of who we are. It's, it's a human thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like, before we came here, I had a little bit of a look into things just so that I wasn't chatting rubbish, really. Um, <laughs> but um, I had a look into, like, how common cellulite actually is because I know it's a big thing. Like, so many women have it, and it's between, like, 80 and 90% of women that have gone through puberty that have cellulite. And it can be anything down to like your genetics, um, your age and like the amount of body fat that you actually have because your skin's thickness actually determines how much cellulite you'll have and how visible it is. You know, because it is it is just like fat cells that are pushed up against the skin and that's what's creating this uneven surface. So like, how normal is that? It is very normal. I mean, would you expect not to have any fat cells? Literally, shall we just drain our bodies right now? Yeah, (laughs) it's just, it is what it is really. It's part of who you are and it's part of how how you're built and you just Mm. have to... You have to find a way to just get over those small things because yeah. in a bigger picture, they really don't matter. Yeah. You, you you know, you're used to overanalyzing yourself in the mirror and mm. picking up on all those little bits, but you forget that when people look at you, then they only see bigger picture. Rarely does anyone ever pay that much attention to you, no matter how close they are to you, because we all self-absorbed. We, we only think about ourselves primarily mm. and our own shortfalls. We don't really have time or mental capacity to really think about anything, anyone else other than ourselves when yeah. it comes to these, to these things. I mean, when, when I, get, I go to the gym, I think about what's, what's wrong with me rather than what's wrong with you. When yeah. you were short, I never like look at your legs and think like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you should have stayed home. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I just like I say, mm, lovely shorts. You look really nice. <laughs> Your butt uh, looks great. <laughs> that looks great, and, and what looks great, fabulous. And I all I, I hyper focus on what's wrong with me. And you probably do the same. You're so yeah. you know you're so focused on the cellulite on the back of your leg, then you don't really think about my shortcomings or where I don't look like no. right. Literally, like whenever I come and pick you up, like every time you walk up when you walked out in them red shorts, I was like, oh my <laughs> god, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was like, you look incredible. But that's the thing, I have cellulite too. I have plenty on my legs and and you 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 didn't really get hung up on that. You, you just no. thought I look really nice in the shorts and probably those people in the gym that you're so scared of and the mirrors that you surrounded, no, no one will care. No one will care. No. No, it, no it's, that's the thing. It's it's okay. Um, that's the thing. And, like, obviously I know that, like, I had the conversation on our Instagram um, with another influencer who, she's, like, an advocate for, like, body image and stuff and being like, why is everybody so hung up about what they think they look like? And I was having a chat to her and she was like, you know what, we all have our own insecurities, like, she sent me uh, like a video of her knees and she was like, I hate my knees. <laughs> like she she just Fair. doesn't like them. Like it's like, I don't know if it's like the skin or I, I don't know. She was just like, I just hate my but knees. That's the thing. You can't even wrap your head around someone's insecurity. How ridiculous. Like, like her knees well, were. Her knees were fine. Just, her, like, her knees, knees are fine. <laughs> her knees are perfectly capable working knees. There's nothing wrong with her knees. That's it. There's something in her head saying to her that, oh, those knees. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's ridiculous because that that that's that's the gist of it. Other people will never be able to wrap their head around your own insecurity. Yeah. The monster lives in your head. Mm. It doesn't exist. It's not real. Mm. That, that, that's it. And you have to really find a way to work through those stuff because what's the alternative? Yeah, we just don't leave the house. <laughs> you don't leave the house, you don't enjoy life, you don't wear yeah. what you like, yeah. you, I don't know, you, you refuse to go out in outfits that you really love. What What is the alternative? Or you go for all these treatments, all these creams, and, you know, you spend thousand upon thousand pounds fixing an issue that's not an issue. Yeah, and they're all, like, placebo effect products anyway most of the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and the thing is that... Isn't there something better to do with your time and money? Mm, is there not something else that's like a little bit more critical that's going on in the world? <laughs> Even in your yeah. life, I mean, j- just think about all those like things you could be doing, you could be spending your time, effort, money on, other than fixing a non-existent issues. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a health concern, then is it really a concern? Yeah, is it that deep? Not it really. usually isn't. No. It's it's fine. Your body is fine as long as you keep it healthy and, you know, as long as you're privileged enough to be healthy most of the time, then you're okay. Yeah. You, you're okay. Your job isn't to look perfect. You all, We always forget that people on Instagram, celebrities, influencers, their job is to have certain influence over you and is to look a certain way to be able to have that influence over you. You know, mm. Joe from down the road doesn't have that influence you because you don't want to be Joe. <laughs> don't give a fuck about Joe. <laughs> Who no. is Joe? Who is Joe? <laughs> Sorry to all the Joes out there. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing personal. But the, the thing is that you want to be those people because mm. they they are unrealistic. No one looks like that. We all want to imagine that we can attain this. But we can't. They cannot. That's the thing. And, like, we're comparing ourselves to people who, you know, have got such disposable incomes and things like that like it's just crazy but like even when you look at like influencers just like you know like even like micro influencers things like that just on Instagram like you see them living this incredible life they're going on these beautiful holidays wearing all these stunning clothes and you're like they've got that lifestyle because they They look look like this yeah so you buy into that then you're like I'm gonna live like that because if I look like that person that life is going to come to me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I remember we had this conversation when I mm. said that I, I always think about to the time where I was uh, obsessed with a nose job. <laughs> I, when I was way younger, before COVID hit, I was obsessed to ridiculous degree about having a nose job where I even booked a surgeon. Uh, I was on a year-long wait list. And mm. uh, if have COVID not hit... 
uh, and we went on the lockdown, I would have probably gone through with it. And mm. who knows where we'll be now with it. But I I thought that not, that nose job would fix not just my face, it would fix absolutely everything in life. Yeah. That I would have uh, way better social life and I would have a way more engaged partner. And I genuinely, I thought that that was it. That was the only missing puzzle in my life. But yeah. the truth was, it was just a nose job. It wouldn't have done much. Mm. Um, and Do you think that that would have been like a product of maybe the confidence that you would have gained from having the nose job? No, I don't think so. Because, you know, I I, I have had some body modifications um, not for permanent plastic pr- procedures, but through injectables. Mm. And uh, it all's in your head. W- once you actually get it done, you actually realise that it doesn't do anything, mm. um, that your lips are just your lips, that your nose is just your nose. Yeah. And uh, it's, the thing you crave isn't actually that kind of change. It's way more deeper than that. So, no, I, I wouldn't. It doesn't give you any confidence because the minute that you fix one thing, you find something else you hate about yourself. It's never ending services job. Yeah. You always will seek out an imperfection in you to fix without because the other alternative is actually sitting down and realizing that the thing you truly don't like about yourself is not that easy to fix. Yeah. That maybe the confidence issues that you have is not tied to your nose or your lips or, or your weight. It's maybe something else, something much more deeper. And it's a scary thing because you can't fix that with a plastic surgery, mm. you know. And but I think that's what we should be focusing on. What is it really that... You know, I hated about myself. Was it really just the shape of my nose? No, not really. No. No. It was It was multiple different things at that time in my life that weren't working out. And my nose was the least of my problem. <laughs> really. And I'm glad I didn't have the surgery. I'm happy with my nose now. And, and I'm happy with the way I look. Mm. And I, I don't even consider now any other plastic surgeries because... Honestly, I don't want to take that risk. No. And it's a serious risk. Yeah. I think we we so normalize plastic surgeries now. It's scary. It's terrifying. Oh, God. Yeah. You because know? we see so many people doing things like going to Turkey. And oh, my God. <laughs> we have talked phenomenon. about... Yeah, we've talked about how Turkey must have capitalized yeah, how of these insecurities. The, the social economic boom of Turkish plastic surgery honestly should be studied. But the thing is that I think TikTok's at the blame for it because we... Instagram already was doing its part with normalizing plastic surgery, mm. with some plastic surgeons offering discounted surgeries to influencers to influence people to do it, yeah. which I think it's it's awful and sh- there should be far stronger regulations around those kind of things. But also TikTok happened and, you know, there was a peak of the BBL surgeries yeah. when you saw TikTok after TikTok of women, line of women in the airport in wheelchairs straight after surgery. Now, I don't know if people know that, but the BBL is only so many times more dangerous than open heart surgery. Yeah. That, you know... You're more likely to die from You are BBL. more likely to die than from someone opening your heart and performing surgery on it. And people going ahead and doing it just for a couple months later, the trend to die out. Yeah. And now, now the 90s thick- yeah. thinness is coming back and what you're going to do? <clears throat> That's it. We all want to like Kate Moss now. Yeah, <laughs> like, like these these body trends are just insane, just insane. Like you know that they they seem to come around every twenty years. You know, like you know when you were saying about like being in the nineteen fifties, it was that hourglass, like the bigger kind of shape, yeah. because everybody wanted to look like Marilyn Monroe, who was like I don't know, a size fourteen, sixteen, something like that. You know, and being bigger was a sign of wealth because you could afford to eat that food. Yeah, it was hyper-femininity at that time, you know, the peak of gold Hollywood, everyone wanted to be Marilyn Monroe. But, you know, through, throughout times we saw this uh, relationship with people's body and influence that or over it that uh, upper class always had and, you know, that they, they dictated how the body should look like and mm. what, what was the sign of. Sometimes it was being, uh, you know, obese, and sometimes it was being super skinny. Mm. But they always are in charge of saying what is 
going to look good. And the minute that the lower class picks up on it and tries to catch up, they change it immediately. I mean, look at Kim Kardashian, you know, she was sporting BBL for good, I don't know, 10 years. Yeah. And now, you know, she's in her new era and she's way skinnier than she was and mm. her curves are way smaller than they were. Mm. And, you know, she's changed all about that. And and influence follow that kind of lead. And what those people that spend thousands on risking their life doing the surgeries, I mean, are they still feeling that confident about it now mm. that the, you know, the body trend has moved on? Yeah. Was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth going through all that? Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember one horror story on on social media that I've heard about was from an influencer, micro-influencer, who was approached by one of the Turkish plastic surgeons um, who offered her discounted breast implants uh, surgery. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, it was a very uh, unprofessional establishment mm. and... Uh, yeah, she came back and they had to not just remove the implants because they started basically rotting. Uh, but they've I also told this. her that she she basically died on the table and had to be resociated. Oh, my which God. they yeah, didn't no, tell have, her. Yeah, no, I have heard yeah. about this, actually. Yeah, I think and it was quite a big thing at the time. It is a big thing. And, I mean, how insane that is. And, and my question would be, was it worth it? Absolutely not, I think would be the answer to that. Like, are you willing to risk your life for discounted boobs? And even like, if they weren't discounted, do you know how many risks there are? Do you know about the illnesses that come with those implants? Do, do you actually know what entails going under anesthesia? How many risks there are of something going wrong? What if you wake up and your body rejects it? Mm. Yeah, Is that, it worth the scans? Yeah. Is it really worth doing those stuff to yourself I, I are you really not able to find it in yourself to make peace with what you look like mm, that's it is it really that deep it's is really it? not for me any, um, anymore <coughs> I mean it was back then and I completely understand where people are because I, I was there with them Mm. I was ready to go under the table and have them... <laughs> under the table, under the knife. Under the knife, <laughs> on the table, hopefully not under the table, yeah. but <laughs> under the knife and, you know, have them open up my nose and shave my bones. God knows what they had to do. I've got to hammer it down. Yeah, just hammer it, it down, chisel it, <laughs> put it back together. You know, who cares about the risks? But yeah, I care so. now. I'm Victoria and you're listening to the Treadmill Talk podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Treadmill Talk Pod and you will find some extra exclusive content on there. So we would appreciate your follow. Thank you. When I did a little bit of like Instagram research as well about like, you know, any insecurities that people had um, and things like that and where these insecurities had come from, there was, there was quite a, a selection of, um, responses so like one of them that really stood out for me was the fact that there was a girl that came through and she was like my insecurity I think was rubbed off from the fact that my mum was always very insecure and I think that like, that was <clears throat> that really kind of got to me because she said in like another box because the question boxes are so small she was like I have a little girl of my own now and I am gonna do everything that I can to not impose that kind of um, negativity onto my own daughter because it affected her so much and I think that that's just wild you know because you know the the people that well the first people that we are ever influenced from as women are our mums and sisters yeah. and stuff so like if our mum is feeling like that if there's like a particular insecurity of your mums then I think that that is definitely going to affect the way that you feel about yourself as well whether you you know because we're not born with these insecurities yeah, I mean, I feel the body <clears throat> issues, it's a cross that is passed down from generation to generation uh, amongst women. You know, the, the, I don't know where it started, where, it's, where it was the first passed down from, but ultimately it is our mother's relationship with their body that we we pick up on, on and we model our own. Mm. And I think we do have this 
awareness now and responsibility that if we do have uh, little girls in our life, we, we are careful how, how we have that relationship with our body and how we present it to them. Because, you know, at some point, maybe we should start breaking that pattern of passing it from older generation to younger and so forward on and really focusing on breaking it up mm. and maybe redirecting how women feel about their bodies. That's the thing. Like, when, when I was growing up, like, the people that I looked up to, yes, was my mum. My mum was what my mum is. But my mum was always so beautiful. She was always really well-dressed. She was, she was stunning. And I always looked up to my mum. She never, like... If she did have any insecurity, she definitely didn't impose that on me and I wasn't influenced by that at all. And then there was my auntie as well and she is just beautiful. She's absolutely delicious and she's somebody who I always really looked forward to, you know, Auntie Sarah's going to be coming to the house today and I was like, oh my God, I best get my best outfit on because I wanted to impress her and I wanted to be like her because she always came over in like beautiful clothes. She was always, you know, she always had nice makeup on, her hair always looked nice and she was somebody who I always really looked up to and to be honest, I feel like now, now that I have nieces in my life, obviously I've got nephews as well, but I've got nieces in my life that I want to have that effect that my auntie had on me, on them because I want them to be able to get excited about me going over and being like, what is she going to be wearing today? Or, you know, how, how is she going to look today? Because I want, I want them to know that I am a very confident person and mm -hmm. I want them to feel that confidence as well and be like, I want to be as strong as that, Yeah, you know? I think personally, I just don't want to put any focus on the looks amongst mm. girls in my life. Yeah. I want them to know that there is more to them and their life than the way they look. And they should use their looks too as an expression of themselves, not as something that defines yes. them. I want them to know that there's so many pleasures in life and their body is there to allow them to experience those pleasures mm -hmm. to the absolute fullest. Yeah. And have they found the identity that that resonates with them they are so free to express it themselves no matter what they look like yeah and i i you know my mom always made sure she affirmed in me that i was the most beautiful girl mm. but in the same breath she negated she negated thing about her body which then i looked in the mirror and i was like oh actually you know i don't like these two we are our mother's daughters at the end of the day yeah. and i don't want any of little girls in my life to ever see me negate anything on my body. Mm. My body's perfect. I love my body. Mm. My body allows me to experience so many beautiful things in my life, mm -hmm. such a range of experiences that I treasure it. It's great. Yeah. I, I do my best to take care of it. <clears throat> and th that's all I need to do. I don't need to change things about it. No. it. It's good as it is. Yeah, absolutely. We are all made in... in you know, the, the way that God intended, really. Like, our body enables us to survive and live this beautiful life that we've all been gifted, you know. And this kind of takes me back to um, a caption that I'd seen on Instagram. Uh, and I'll keep referring back to Instagram. I'm really sorry, everybody. I literally lived my life on there. Um, but during lockdown, obviously, we were all deprived of Love Island. And then Love Island Australia became a bit of a thing. Um, and that was televised to us. Me not realising that it was, like... <laughs> three years old or something like that. So then I really uh, resonated with one of the girls that was on there called Taylor. And I can't remember what season it was. But anyway, I follow her on Instagram and recently she got pregnant. She has had the baby and everything now and her stature before getting pregnant and everything, she was this really like tall, very slim, the gazelle, the gazelle, the gazelle, beautiful look. And she wrote a caption recently um, when it was kind of the run-up to her giving birth to her baby. And I'm going to read it out because it just, honestly, I feel like since I read this, it has been a little bit of a turning point for me because there was a, a, a bit in it that really stood out. So she says... To my home, my body. I know I haven't been nice to you in the past. I know I've spent many times wishing that I was given a different home. I took you for granted and I treated you horribly. I called you names, I starved you, and I tried to mold you into things that you couldn't possibly be. Through it all, you always stood by me, protected me, and gave me a place to grow. These last nine months, I have developed a love for you like no other. A love that stems from gratitude for helping me create, nourish, and look after my little girl. 
Um, half of me and half of the man that I love more than anything in this world. I'm in awe of you and what you are capable of, and I will never take you for granted again. Thank you for getting us here. And I was just like, it was the whole thing about, I have called you names, starved you, and tried to mold you into things that you couldn't possibly be. As soon as I read that, I was like, do you know what? I've been there. Yeah. And I think a lot of us have been there as well. And I never even thought about my body being like my home. I think like yeah. the whole thing just really made me view my body very differently because, you know, me and you have had the conversation about like we are literally just like a machine that's going in our heads, the little jelly that the you said. The little jelly, yeah. We're literally we're just the just, little jellies. Yeah, we're just the little jelly in our brain and then our brain does everything and makes our bodies function. Mm, yeah, that's where you reside really, just in your head. That That's where you, all your experiences mm. are felt through. This is just... A vehicle that enables you to do those things mm. and you know or you, sh- you should feel grateful that you know if you are privileged enough to have a very healthy one and you should cherish that you should allow it to experience all of it without uh, you know the severe judgments that we pass on ourselves and the constant need of changing it and molding it because truthfully it won't it, it won't make you feel it any different you know, the sun's just going to be as warm, the rain's just going to be as cold, mm. and you're just going to be as happy as as you are. You don't need to change yourself. This is just something that will enable you to live your life. Yeah, that's it. And, like, I think, like, the whole trying to mold your body into something that you couldn't be, that comes from the comparison of, you know, looking at other people and trying to be whatever you want to look like or feel you should look like and we do do things like that like and I know that like probably a lot of young people are influenced by that because people are starving themselves to try and lose weight or you know to to do something about what they feel they look like and I I just think that it's just awful to think that we're all so horrible to ourselves really Like, I just think that it's crazy. And especially, like, as a woman, what our body is capable of doing, it's just unbelievable. Like, you can grow a human being inside that body. And a lot of, like, the responses that we got as well on Instagram, it was from, like, you know, young mums that had, like, one, two, three children. And they were like, you know, the the one hang-up that I've got is the fact that, you know, I I don't feel like I can lose this baby weight, you know? Um, Or, like, I've got, like, the mummy pouch and you know, things like that. And I just think that, like, do you even know, like, your body has been through so much and, like, you you know that. I mean, you've, you've made a human out of nothing. That's yeah. the closest godly experience that any human will ever have is to just create another being. Mm. You, you, you don't just grow its limbs, you push a life into it and then push it out of yourself. <laughs> it's incredible. It's, it's an incredible thing. And, you know, oh, there's so much pressure about women bouncing back from pregnancies going back to who they are who they were but they will never do you you never do it's such a huge life change that your body's changed probably the least concerning thing you know about it you you've met you created a human being out of nothing yeah you biblically took it out of dead and made it inside of you each cell day by day, yeah. each organ, its beating heart, its brain, its, its whole soul was yeah. made inside of you. And then the only hunger that you have, is it the extra skin that accommodated the child to grow in you? It, it's really, you know, it, it, it's just the sign of what your body went through. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, you know, you have we have to start learning, appreciate things about our body that just show what it went through. The smile lines around your face mm. from, you know, the aging. And yeah, the we love the smile you've, lines. You've had, you know, your, bo- your body's just changing naturally with each experiences you do. But as it should, you, we, we're never going to stay in our 15-year-old bodies and neither <laughs> we should. Some, no. Somehow, somewhere, we've made to believe that we should never age and never live. We should be these perfect 15-year-old Barbie dolls forever. Yeah. For who and for what? Why? No, I, I don't want to do that. If if I'm going to have a baby, then my baby, my body's going to show the sign of me having a baby. Mm. Because that's what, that's what it does. It, it did its job and it did it well. And if I'm going to age and if I'm going to go through life, hopefully, 
you know, be blessed enough to go through years and years of my life, then I'm going to have wrinkles and I'm going to have smile lines. And it's okay. It's yeah. just a sign that I lived. And, you know, the other time I've spoken to my um, my partner about aging, because we were coming back home from, you know, being on a night out. Uh, night out, we came back at nine. Uh, <laughs> you came back at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. Uh, after one drink. <laughs> Wild. Um, rock and roll. But that's, you know, we were, we were sitting outside and I was telling you, you know, I am really excited about getting old now. That, mm. you know, I when I, I was young... That. I, will, I used to go out in this, like, the most uncomfortable heels and the skimpiest oh of dresses. And it was I freezing cold, cold no comfortable. Oh. And I had, to be fair, I didn't have great experiences. I made myself, I don't know, I gaslit myself <laughs> thinking that I had the bestest time. I couldn't feel my feet. <clears throat> nope. I couldn't feel my legs. But And I said, you know, with getting old, you start caring less and less about those things. You're not seeking the approval from anyone around you by dressing certain way and doing certain things. You just mm. do you, what feels yeah. right. And if it feels right to wear flat sandals and, you know, comfy jeans, then you just wear flat sandals and comfy jeans and you have yeah. great time. And I think getting older now allowed me to truly enjoy things without worrying too much about what I look like. Mm-hmm. And I am so excited about getting older and finally being relieved of that weird male gaze that that lived inside my head for so long. Yeah. You know, like Margaret Atwood always said that, you know, in one of her quotes that there's, you know, no woman's experience her own, that there's always a little man living inside of her head. Mm. And we always look at ourselves through, through the minds of that little man, that even if we think we don't cater to male gaze, we still do because that little man always lives inside our head. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. I've not heard of that before, but it's, actually it, when you think about it, yeah. it's, it's right. You know, we're always trying to be the cool girl. In, in a way, you know, that, that the little man tells us in our head. And even if you think, well, actually, I, I'm, I'm not into girly things, is that you telling you or is that that little man in your head that lives there? And I am so glad that with now ageing, that little man gives less and less control over what I do with myself and my mm. body. Mm. And, you know, this is very exciting part of ageing that no one tells girls about that. We tell them the horrific horror stories about them aging and how terrible it is to, to, to go through the aging process and that you must fight tooth and nail over, you know, retaining this youth. Yeah. Don't let gravity take don't, you. Don't let All anything rest. sag. Don't mm. let the wrinkles to show up. God forbid you look your age. <laughs> God forbid you smile too much. <laughs> Why, are you You're crazy? crazy. <laughs> but that, that's the thing. And... Do you know I I don't I don't really care that much anymore. I like yeah. aging. Aging's the best and I think for all the younger girls that are scared of aging, don't. It's the best thing that will ever happen to yeah. you. It's the most thrilling thing that you can experience in your life. Yeah. You just care less. Yeah. You glow differently, I think. Absolutely. When you when you stop caring so much about what you think other people think you look like. If you feel good, you go out and you look like that. Yeah. yeah, you go out and you, you wear that dress that you've not worn or, you know, something that you've been putting off wearing because you just didn't feel quite right in it. If, if you love it and you want to wear it, go out and you go off, Queen, because it's, it's your world. Everybody else is living in it. So who cares? You know? Yeah, just live your life to the fullest <clears throat> without worrying too much about how you look like. It, it really isn't that deep. Just, just really sit with yourself and, and talk yourself through it. Mm. Whether what is it that you want to change about yourself is external or whether there is something internal. And in fact, think about it. What's the first thing you know it's going to happen after you fix that thing? Mm. Like, do you think that when you finally look like Bella Hadid, that <laughs> the partner that is... I don't know, emotionally unavailable or doesn't support you or doesn't love you or doesn't appreciate you suddenly will just look at you completely different, mm. do a 180 on who he is and become this the most loving person on the planet. Dream man. Dream man. Do you really think that will happen? And if so, maybe the issue isn't with your body weight or the way you look like. Maybe the issue is with the man. <laughs> and we all know that the issue is normally with the man. What do we mean a bit? <laughs> discard him. <laughs> and the 
the thing is that it might not be just men, it might be something else in your life, but just think about if you fix that one thing about yourself that you hate, mm-hmm. what's the next thing that you think is going to happen? What's the next step? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's definitely where we are. Yes. What's the next step, girls? <laughs> you go off, you go and join a Pilates class somewhere. <laughs> Just live your life to the Discard the man, go and join Pilates class and be your hot self. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Natalia. You're listening to Treadmill Talk Podcast, so you can find us on TikTok at Treadmill Talk Pod. So who do you think sets the beauty standard that we all feel like we need to live up to? Capitalism. The devil itself. Straight up capitalism. Capitalism. Whenever you think who is the villain, it's always capitalism. Expand. It always is. Expand. Um, The evil guy in our lives is just capitalism. Mm. Sorry to tell you that. Uh, Who I think says beauty stands, people who profit from it. Yes. The very top of the chain. The one that wants you to buy stuff. The ones that wants to sell you stuff all Mm -hmm. the time. Who benefits from you... Constantly feeling anxious about aging, probably the, the people that sell you the anti-aging cream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who benefits from you um, wanting constantly to have flat stomach, probably people that produce a flat tummy tea. Mm-hmm. Um, AKA laxatives. <laughs> they are laxatives. Uh, Just think about why would it give you the flat Please research stomach. ingredients first, guys. Um, it will always come back to them making you feel insecure about something just so they can produce a fix. I mean, one-on-one on marketing, how do you market a product? You create you create an issue and solution. Mm-hmm. So here's a seven-step process of how to cleanse your face before you go to sleep. Do you need seven steps or just need like one decent cleanser? Or do you want a face wipe? <laughs> <laughs> you just need a face wipe? <laughs> but that's the thing, you know, we, we've got this continuous spending of money and the pressure to buy and buy and buy things as if we can buy ourselves into this wonderful life that they're selling to us that mm. if you buy if 100% step skincare routine then suddenly you will reverse all the effect that your life had on your skin and you'll be baby smooth forever so mm. you don't have to worry about anything else and if you buy 100 different type of hair gummies you have uh, the hair extension forget about them they'll grow out of your fucking hair they look like rapunzel yeah they're just just (laughs) there's constant advertisement towards women that you need something and that something will fix your life that's it and like women are notoriously much more easy to sell a product to like we will buy into a product that we think is going to improve our image I mean, we are the targeted audience really most of the time. Yeah, like you said the other day, like how if you look at all the adverts that are just on TV alone, like all the shampoos and all the makeup brands, all the skincare, everything that comes up is basically women. I see the odd Gillette advert for a man. And now Gillette moved on to women as well. Yeah, well, this is it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, It's all basically targeted at at well, ladies because everything that is wrong with us is targeted you know we are the target audience yeah. they tell us constantly that something wrong with us they reach out to these influences for them to create unattainable images so they can sell their stuff mm-hmm. that's where the beauty standard will always come from it's it's just the top of the chain and you know we we talked about how the beauty standard changes and how this body trends create are created um, and, you know, that they are much more rapidly changing now. You've got every other month a different trend of different body modification. I mean, it was only a couple months ago a buckle fat removal, which is removing a fat pads from your cheeks to what? make them look hollow. Um, and now it's a Barbie Botox arm trend. What? Uh, where you inject uh, Botox into your arm traps to make them look smaller. <sighs> There's constant need of changing ourselves for whatever reasons and social media sped it up significantly especially with rise of tiktok throughout pandemic all we have to think about it is it really something wrong with me or is it something that they need to be wrong with me mm. in order for me to sell this to, are they to buy telling this me yeah are they telling me i need this product because otherwise i'm gonna look like a dinosaur when i'm yeah. 50 or whatever 
Not that 50 is old, but... You won't. You'll Literally. be fine. <clears throat> Literally. I, I, I don't buy into a lot of that, I've got to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm definitely here for a face wipe and I like some micellar water after that just to make sure I've got it all out. Then I'll put some cream on, then I'll go to sleep. I mean, <laughs> That's kind I of did made. buy out into it, but then I realised it, it doesn't work. You know, it was kind of a hard lesson to learn, but mm. none of it works. And then I just stuck to simplicity. Yeah. Just what I need, just what works for me. And that's that's all it is. Yeah. You don't need to overconsume all the time. You don't need to be part of the trend every single time new trends pops up. Mm. You can just let it go and find things that truly work for you and stick by them. You know, that there is just no need. Yeah, because nobody nobody is the same like we're not all exactly the same like just because one product works for one person doesn't mean that the product is going to work for 10 others so I think that that's something that we all really need to kind of consider when you know we're having things recommended to us and things like that and it's even I mean we'll go on to this on another episode but even things like diets and things like that like you've got to realize that your body your skin everything about you isn't the same as the person sat next to you yeah it's all about finding what individually works for you and just Mm. sticking by it. Yeah. Uh, We just kind of have to just stop following the trends to the extent that we do now because it's becoming a very unhealthy and very concerning Mm. um, how wrapped up we are in it. And really, we just need to take a pause now and think about how much actual damage is happening behind the closed doors. And body parts aren't trends. No. You you shouldn't have arms like a Barbie. The Barbie's a doll. It's a toy. You should not have <laughs> arms like a Barbie. Okay? The buckle, the, the buckle fat in your cheeks, there, it's there for a reason. Yeah. Every single part is not an expendable part. It's not a Build-A-Bear. You are not a Build-A-Bear <laughs> toy. You can't just take stuff away, add stuff up. You're not there to, to be to be made. Yeah. You already are ready product. Yeah. It's fine. Who are you it's trying finished. to impress? You know? It's just, just let go of that. That's it. Like, how far do we go to Im- impress ourselves or impress other people and be like, I'm so amazing because I now don't have any shoulders. <laughs> Yeah, but now Barbie shoulders. I now have Barbie shoulders and, uh, yeah, you can't see any of those muscles. <laughs> I think to kind of end end that topic, I think, you know, th- there was a response that we'd got on Instagram about who we think might have set the beauty standard and somebody came back and just said that they set their own. So, And I think that that's really, really important. I think that, you know, we should we should be setting our own beauty standard. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves to other people and what we think capitalism (laughs) wants us to look like. (laughs) I think that we should set our own standard and, um, yeah, and and roll with that. So there was the article that I absolutely fell in love and I sent it your way because I thought it was, uh, it is a really great read and I do recommend everyone to read it. Mm. Um, So it was everyone's beautiful but no one is horny. Absolutely. And I've read it a couple times. I even went down the rabbit hole of people analyzing. And it's really great because it does actually speak about how these, you know, throughout the changing body trends, now we've become so toy-like, so so Barbie-like, so devoted of life, but perfect in a certain way. I mean, we all look better than at any given point of time, you Mm. know? And, you know, we all walking perfections now and we have all these beautiful instagram models and all these actors and stuff Mm. and everyone looks stunning i mean it even said in this article it was talking about um you know like movies and things like that like yeah the the main characters are obviously they are stunning but even the people in the background everyone that just walk in the streets to make the place look busy are beautiful everyone is beautiful but no one's really sexy no, and there is know, no spark there. There is no chemistry. Like when you read into this article, it, it does go into, you know, like um, people like um, love interests and things like that in movies. So you'll have like your main character, then there'll be a love interest. But it's like some of them, like they don't even have any chemistry. Like, yeah, maybe he fancies her, but you never see them 
you know, <laughs> do anything about it. <laughs> like, I mean, these people are stunning. The thing <laughs> is that even if they do, it's such a caricature. And, you know, like, with the rise so of the big. lace, the idol on HBO, it was meant to be so oh thought-provoking, so full of sex, and, oh, it was full of abuse, and now yeah. it's mocked. And, and that's the thing, the, the, the sexiness has been ripped out of people, and it's mm. even been turned into this ugly abuse that we all just doing for a shock factor, mm. or there, we're just devoted of it, we're just those perfect wax mannequins yeah like you'll notice now like if if obviously anybody does get around to reading this article it is honestly so insightful because now I've read it I can't unsee what it's said because even like I'm watching a series on Netflix at the moment and in obviously this article it says about like how people are supposed to be in love with each other and stuff but then they don't they don't show that that chemistry isn't there and I'm watching this series on Netflix and I'm like I haven't even seen anybody, like, rip somebody's clothes off yet. Like, I've seen them have, like, fake actor kisses occasionally and the odd hug. But then, like, they're not even taking each other to bed. Like, there's this one girl who she's seen this guy and something's happened in his flat. He's, like, sprung a leak in his flat. She's offered him to go and live with her for a bit, but he's on a sofa bed. You're seeing this guy. Why is he not in bed with you? <laughs> I think it's just chemistry within people as well. We just kind of, um, we so focus on what it looks like that we forget how it feels like. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the focal points of the article was the uh, McMansion Oh, my comparison. God. So This killed me when yeah, I read it. You've got the Mac Mansions that are designed to absolute perfection if you watch selling something do you know what we're talking about like all the five thousand square feet massive behemoth. massive yes and it's perfect like each single little is made to perfection but it's devoted of life there is nothing there no sign of living mm-hmm. it's just there to look pretty it's just there to impress that's it it you know, it's the the building these houses that have got these like incredibly high ceilings and these marble bathrooms that need scrubbing with toothbrushes to be kept so beautiful. Uh, you know, you can't even replace the light bulbs without a stepladder. Yeah, like you can't really envision living yourself there because it's too perfect. Mm-hmm. And it's the same attitude that we have now towards our bodies. Mm-hmm. You know, we work so hard to make them perfect and every single detail to match wonderfully that we forget that what they were primarily made for, which was living, you know. Yeah. And we are so concerned about what we look like and we're there to impress people that we just, we just forgot the main primary purpose of our bodies, which is to live. Um, That's the thing. Like, it, it says that, like, your body... In this article, it says your body is not a home to live in anymore and just be happy with. Like, it is just a collection of features, such as, like, six-packs and thigh gaps, you know, things like that. And these features are not things that are going to make our lives more comfortable. It just increases the value of our assets, basically. And that was kind of the comparison with the uh, McMansion thing because it's got all these incredible features. And, yeah, it looks incredible and cool. Yeah, I'll invite my friends over and say that this is where I live. But it isn't a livable space at all. It's just this dead space, Um, you know, and, and our bodies are are supposed to be investments and they are supposed to be what help us get by every single day and help us live these beautiful lives. I mean, absolutely, you should invest in yourself. I think the primary investment in your life should always be done in yourself. You should, if you can, invest into the healthiest possible way of living that you can. You know, if if it's organic groceries, then yeah, sure. If it's uh, expensive classes, then yeah, you should always invest in yourself. It's where you invest your money in yourself that would Yeah, and if you have the facility to do so as well. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes investment might be just a five-minute walk down the street just to freshen you know your mind and get a couple steps in but the thing is that you should it's where you invest your time and money into yourself that matters don't hyper focus on making yourself look into this perfect mac mansion if you won't be able to experience a true life in it yeah exactly and it says you know is a life without bread objectively better than a life with it because when we were children did we dream about counting every calorie and logging every step 
No. Absolutely not. I used to love when I was eating <coughs> when I was a kid. I still love eating. Me it's too. It's one of my favourite pastimes. <laughs> 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 There's so much great food out there. I, I just can't help myself. I love eating. I love food. It's honestly, it's it's my top number one pleasure in life. Yeah. And it was when I was a kid, and you know, my grandma loved to indulge me in everything, and I'm so very much grateful that she did. Mm. And you know, as a kid, I didn't really care that much. I only started started caring when the rest of the world did. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's it's regrettable, but I'm glad that I regress back to having that childlike mindset and I just <clears throat> like food. I like eating. I'm going to eat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you do you, honey. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and that, that's the thing. As children, we didn't really dream of doing this, of starving ourselves, Mm-mm. of being miserable. We We just wanted to be happy. We just wanted to have a good time. And I think it's a good way to uh, reset your mindset to rather trying to look perfect and attain unattainable is just to be happy yeah just to be happy fuel your body in the right way and just be happy like yeah. don't think about the fact that you know oh, maybe I've uh, eaten two bags of crisps today bad eat your bad bread. <laughs> eat the bread eat the bread even have a crisp sandwich whatever you want what whatever makes you, you happy want. Eat it. Eat it. It's fine. I'm a big believer of, like, everything in moderation. Like, I will never, like, pass off, like, having a piece of chocolate. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, a I piece love of chocolate. chocolate. That sounds ridiculous, like a piece of chocolate. But if I want to sit there, I'll like, eat a whole bar. I will eat, I will eat a, a whole, bar. whole bar to myself, even if it's a sharing one. Who cares? I, I want a cup of tea. <laughs> I will. And so what? So what? Also, Treat yourself. You know, just, you know, I find, I find balance in my life mm. I will eat a whole bar of chocolate but I'll also find the time to exercise yeah. you know and to be fair I don't even have to find time to exercise I just want to eat the fucking bar of chocolate <laughs> I'll eat the bar of chocolate <laughs> I'm not going to eat the bar of chocolate and then go out for a walk because I feel no. guilty for it I never <laughs> no. feel I'm going to make never, another cup of tea to wash it down. <laughs> I don't believe in guilty pleasures because I feel zero guilt about my pleasures <laughs> what I like I like and this is who I am this and, is it yeah there is no such a thing as guilty pleasure. There's just pleasures. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that that's a really good way to kind of end this topic now because, <clears throat> you know, we, we do all have our pleasures. And I am in absolute agree, agreement with you that, like, we should not feel guilty for having a takeaway if we want a takeaway. No. <clears throat> do you have a good time, have a good life, show those smile lines and don't give a rat's about what anybody else thinks because it really doesn't matter and I think that also with that um just quickly to end uh the article that we've been talking about I think I'm going to pop it in the description as well because people need to read it because you it's do. so it's so insightful honestly it's amazing when Natalie sent it to me I've literally read it about two or three times because I just think it's amazing so I'll pop it in the description if you do want to check it out but yeah, thank but you yeah. so much for listening to us. Yeah, and it's been so enjoyable. Yeah, I've really enjoyed really this good. first episode. It's been so good. But let us know what you think. And yeah, see you around. Yeah, see you around. And uh, hopefully we'll uh, catch you on the flip side with the uh, next episode. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.